Hello and welcome to Behind the Drive, the podcast for girls and guys who love Formula One. I'm your host, Courtney Ross, and I am here for you every week to bring you fun and educational content while hopefully making some new F1 friends along the way. So if you love all things formula, then I highly recommend you hit the follow button to join the community and get notified every time a new episode comes out. Hello guys and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Drive. I hope you're all having a wonderful week so far and thank you so much for joining me for another episode. Today we're going to talk about Charles Leclerc. Who is he? Where did he come from? And is he deserving of that lovely multi-year contract at Ferrari? In this episode, we're going to take a step back and rewind through history to have a look at his early life, his career in the junior series, and then how he's been performing so far since joining F1. So without further ado, let's jump into it. So Charles Leclerc was born on the 16th of October 1997 in what some people would argue is one of the most beautiful and picturesque places in the world, Monte Carlo in Monaco. Charles is the middle of three children with one older brother named Lorenzo and one younger brother called Arthur who you might know from Formula 3. His father also raced in Formula 3 in the 80s and 90s, so it was only natural for him to develop an interest in it at a young age. Okay, so another name you may have heard of is Jules Bianchi, who was a driver for Marussia, which was an F1 team and constructor before it went into liquidation in early 2015. But the reason why I bring him up is because the Leclercs and the Bianchis were very close family friends. So much so that Jules Bianchi was Charles's godfather. And Jules's father, Felipe, had a karting track. So Charles and his father used to go down there and hang out. And Charles would ride karts with Jules at a very, very young age. And immediately he took to it like a duck to water. He loved it. He was so invested in it and has admitted that his father was a huge influence on his decision to pursue it as a career. So in 2005, when he was seven, he started his karting career by entering various karting competitions and championships. And he was basically dominating the sport in various categories between 2005 and 2011. And 2011 was also the year that Charles Leclerc was sponsored by Nicholas Todd. And if you're thinking, hmm, that name sounds familiar. It's because he is the son of Jean Todd, who was the previous CEO and special advisor at Ferrari before becoming the current FIA president. In 2012, Charles graduated and moved up into the KF2 category, which is a karting series for drivers 14 years and older. And within this year, he entered and competed three championships. He won the WSK Euro Series, which is where we saw that iconic incident between him and Max Verstappen. Max, what's happened? No, he's just unfair. I'm leading, he wants to pass, he pushed me, I pushed him back, and after he pushed me off the track. It's not fair. Thank you, thank you, Max. Charles. What's happened with uh, Max? Nothing, just an incident on the race. And then came runner-up in the CIK FIA Under-18s World Karting Championship and the CIK FIA European KF2 Championship. So a good year for him in the new category. 
2013 was his last year in karting and he started by racing in the South Garda Winter Cup, winning this championship before competing and finishing as runner-up in the CIK FIA World KZ Championship. And take a guess at who he finished just behind. Mm-hmm, Max Verstappen. And when 2014 rolls around, he moves up into racing cars. And first, he teams up with British team Fortec Motorsport and enters in the Formula Renault 2.0 Alps Championship. And he had a pretty decent run in this championship. Apart from the opening race in Imola, he still walked away with two wins, two second place finishes and two third place finishes and was able to secure points in every other race. But Nick DeVries just dominated and took out the championship, which left Charles Leclerc 101 points behind him and finishing runner-up. And in the same year, Charles Leclerc was also a guest driver for Fortec Motorsport in the Euro Cup Formula Renault 2.0 series. He drove in six races and finished on a podium three times. So when you summarize his first year in single seat racing, out of the 20 races he entered, he was on a podium nine times, which is nearly 50% of the time. So not bad. And then in 2015, he graduates to F3 and he's getting closer and closer to the big leagues. And he starts by competing in the FIA Formula 3 European Championship. Now in this championship, he is up against the likes of Antonio Giovinazzi, Lance Stroll, George Russell and Alex Albon. And it started strong for him, taking his first win in Silverstone, which was the opener of the season. And by Spa, which was about halfway through the season, he was actually leading the championship up until he had a bit of a tangle with Lance Stroll in Zandvoort. But he was struck with tragedy and grief when his good friend Jules Bianchi passed away after his horrible accident in Suzuka the year before. And although he felt deep, deep sadness for his loss, he still continued racing and he secured three victories two second place finishes and five third place finishes, making him finish fourth overall in the championship ahead of Stroll, Russell and Albon. So this brings us up to 2016 and all of his hard work and drive to be the best has caught the eye of Ferrari and they sign him into their Young Driver Academy. So it's kind of the perfect situation for him because he's testing for Ferrari, he gets to learn from an iconic F1 team and he's prepping himself for when he gets into the big leagues. What he also decides to do in 2016 is compete in GP3 and lucky for him he was driving for a great team, ART. Also in his team at ART was Nick DeVries, Nurei Fukuzumi and Alex Albon. And straight off the bat, Charles Leclerc won the first round in Barcelona and then followed that up by winning the second round in Austria. And for the rest of the season, he battled it out with his teammate Alex Albon, but ultimately came out on top and won the championship. And this opens the door for him to make the obvious move into F2 for 2017. And 2017 was going to be a tough and challenging year for Charles as he navigated penalties, retirements, and of course, the tragic death of his father. The first two races in the season in Bahrain and Spain were very good for Charles, but in the third round in Monaco, he had suspension issues and had to retire from the race. Then, just before the fourth round in Azerbaijan, Charles's father passed away. 
Despite this devastating situation that he was dealing with, he put his helmet back on and raced in Baku. And he fought with everything that he had in him and he was able to secure his fourth consecutive pole position, came second in the sprint race and first in the feature race. And by the middle point of the season, he had taken five wins and two other podium finishers. But he did have a few troubles in the back half of the season and his title fight came down to the second last race, which he stunningly won, which secured the victory for the championship. And he finished the championship on 282 points, which was a comfortable 70 points ahead of second place, which is a great result for a rookie in the feeder series. So by the time he reaches Formula One, he's won six karting championships, two single-seater feeder series, and has been runner-up in seven other championships. So if he's trying to look desirable for an F1 seat, he's done a good job. And all the stars aligned in 2018. Ferrari had signed a multi-year deal with Sauber to provide them with engines. And it was hinted early on that part of this deal was that a Ferrari Academy driver would be given a seat for the 2018 season. So Sauber get a Ferrari engine, they get a new title sponsorship with Alfa Romeo, and we're all waiting to see who is going to be part of their driver lineup. And of course, they had their eye on Charles Leclerc and decided to go with him because of his success in the feeder series and his potential to be a superstar in the sport. And he did pretty damn well for his first season in F1, with a few hiccups along the way. His first three races weren't great, but for the rest of the season, he was able to finish in the points 10 times, which was better than his seasoned teammate, Marcus Ericsson, who was only able to finish in the points six times. He did suffer retirements though, and he had an incident with Sergio Perez in Hungary, and then got caught up in the mess of Nico Hülkenberg's accident in Belgium, which just showed how protective the halo is on F1 cars. But he finished the championship 13th overall and was still ahead of drivers like Romain Grosjean, Pierre Gasly, Lance Stroll, and most importantly, his teammate Marcus Ericsson. So a great performance for his rookie year. So 2019 rolls around and Kimi Raikkonen's contract with Ferrari is up. And the team were looking to go in a new direction. <laughs> and no offense to Kimi, but they wanted some young, fresh talent coming into the team. So Kimi moves over to Alfa Romeo and Charles Leclerc moves up to Ferrari on a multi-year contract. And Charles is focused and ready to prove that he's worthy of a seat at the iconic Ferrari team that is synonymous with Formula One. And to be fair, he did a stellar job in 2019 and he even gave his teammate and four-time world champion Sebastian Vettel a run for his money. And just to rattle off some stats for the success he had in that year, he achieved 10 podium finishes, two wins, four fastest laps, and had the most pole positions of any driver that season with seven. And crucially, he finished fourth in the Drivers' Championship, just ahead of Sebastian Vettel, who finished in fifth, and of course helped Ferrari come second in the Constructors' Championship, ahead of Red Bull. Now, I guess it's worth mentioning that in 2019, there was a lot of controversy around Ferrari's engine and whether the phenomenal speed that they were carrying was legal or not. And there's still a lot of speculation to this day because the results of the FIA's investigation were never made public. 
The only information that was released was that a settlement was reached between the FIA and Ferrari over the winter break and that the team would be making a number of technical commitments moving forward. So going into the 2020 season, Ferrari's speed completely dropped off, which just fueled rumors about their power unit from 2019 even more. But he had an okay season. He secured two podium finishes in Austria and Britain and still finished in the points for eight other races and again, finished ahead of his teammate Sebastian Vettel in the championship. But there's no denying that these technical commitments that the team had to make for 2020 definitely impacted the drivers and the team's performance. But that topic could be a whole video on its own. And if you've been watching the season, Ferrari have definitely made some developments that have helped their performance this year. And I think the fact that he has Carlos Sainz as a team member pushes him even further because their performance and results are incredibly similar and close. He's finished in the points 15 races so far. He's had two pole positions in Monaco and Azerbaijan, and he nearly took the win at Silverstone. So with all of this being said, he's sitting sixth in the Drivers' Championship and his contract with Ferrari doesn't expire until 2024. So it's going to be very interesting to see where the team takes him. But what do you think of Charles Leclerc? How does his performance stack up compared to other drivers on the grid? Or even other previous Ferrari drivers for that matter? But thank you again for joining me for another episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel and like the video if you enjoyed it. And I will catch you all in my next video. Bye.